police officers. They often get a bad rap, primarily because people, social media, and the news only highly publicize negative interactions. Officer David Dukes was fired and charged with felony assault and battery. Excessive force can never be an acceptable foundation for the policing of any community. Officer Kevin Press kicked crud up several times and slammed his head to the ground. It's disappointing, after a year unlike any other, that we still discredit some of our bravest men and women. Enough is enough. It's time we stand up and back the blue. I am Kayla Blakesley, a local member of the media and radio personality. And I am Sophia Rosales-Catina, captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department. Together we are joining forces to bring you Unholstered. An in-depth look at all the stories, events, and topics that show how our officers serve and fight for our community every single day. When we saw the car up in flames. You know, we saw the two kids in the back unconscious. We knew that we had to get them out. And no topics are off limits. On that day, I participated in the defense of the United States Capitol from an armed mob. He's shooting at the cops right now. We're backing up. A sixth grade female student fired multiple rounds. Who are black people supposed to call Ghostbusters? When we have crime in our neighborhood, we need police reform. Plus, we'll give you an intimate look into the unheard stories that only officers themselves can share. From saving lives. Officer Michael, in heroic fashion, Return fire, uh, even even in the midst of, of being shot himself. To soul-crushing losses. This is a raw scene, and this is a raw emotional outpouring of hurt by your police department and by your first responders. And every incredible moment in between. Thank God there's a school resource officer there to handle and de-escalate the situation so nobody is hurt. We're giving you an unfiltered look at some of the bravest men and women on earth. So join us for a show unlike any other and hear from your police officers like you've never heard them before. Your town, your topics, your team. This is Unholstered. This is an exclusive presentation of WoWo 1190 AM and 1075 FM, Unholstered. Welcome back. It's time for another edition of Unholstered. I am just one of your hosts. You know me. My name is Kayla Blakesley. Good morning, everyone. My name is Sophia Rosales-Catina. I'm a captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department, and welcome back to the show Unholstered. Sophia, obviously my co-host, she represents the law enforcement side. I represent the side of local media. Together, we have joined forces to share and tell and talk about all of the things uh, that involve law enforcement. Sometimes we we tip our toe into waters that don't even involve law enforcement sometimes, Uh, but we have great discussions here on Unholstered. In fact, if you have missed any previous episodes, you can download the Unholstered podcast anywhere you download a podcast. We are available on Spotify, on iTunes, um, Android devices, Google. Basically, you can find us anywhere. If you can't, reach out to me. We will help you. (laughs) We will find Uh, it for you. We will find it for (laughs) you. Send you a link. I can't believe it, Sophia. August. Is our is our two year anniversary for unholstered? I know it's crazy. It is crazy that we're approaching uh, that <laughs> two year mark, and it always seems like this time of year, construction is such a hot topic of conversation. And I don't know that I remember, in my twelve plus thirteen plus, I'm trying to think here, your history of living in Fort Wayne it being quite as hot of a conversation as this particular summer. It's been really rough this summer. And I've noticed, too, the uptick in construction, too. Just construction sites everywhere. I always joke, I always say that Fort Wayne, Indiana has two seasons, construction and winter. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) At least that's what it always feels like. But I know we had a completely different show planned for today, but I want to scrap that. We're going to wing this because (laughs) this topic to me is just really important to get to, at least with my listeners. Uh, Most folks know that I host my own radio program 
Monday through Friday uh, mornings here in Northeast Indiana. And it's such a, a passionate topic of conversation right now. Not only all of the construction around town, obviously people feel like they can't get from point A to point B anymore this time of year, but an even hotter topic is some construction that we have ongoing right now, if you're from the area, along I-69, uh, particularly northbound. There's some going the other direction as well, but this particular spot I want to talk about near the Goshen Road exit, which I believe is near the 309, if you're familiar with mile markers. Uh, yes. I believe it's right around that area. And a couple of weeks ago, we had three crashes within three days. We went back to back to back with major crashes. Um, one of them I had to sit in uh, about an hour and a half is what I sat in while waiting for it to be cleared. And then a friend of mine sat the very next day uh, in a crash there, and he sat for about an hour and 45 minutes as that crash was getting cleared. And then it happened again the third time, the third day. And so I started to really think about this, Sophia, and I'm, I'm your typical resident of Fort Wayne, of Allen County, and it frustrates the heck out of me um, <laughs> to have this kind of construction. Um, my heart hurts a little bit when when it takes that long sometimes to clear crash scenes for the folks waiting in their cars. Maybe they're on their way to the hospital to visit a loved one who's dying, for all I know. You know, so it's, that also bothers me. But here's my big question for you, and I feel like this is going to be one interesting dialogue. At what point, Sophia, does a construction site like the one we're talking about become a public safety hazard. Well, <laughs> you don't even have to be nice to me either. You, you can let me out. have it. You threw it out at me right from right at the get go. Um, I think you know when they do these kind of uh, street surveys and road surveys before they do construction. I think they really do take that into consideration, right? So we have a three lane major thoroughfare right through an interstate, I should say, right through Fort Wayne. And we're just so used to it being carefree, no no problems on that. But but now it's time that we have some issues we need to address on there. I don't even know what they are, but I know I can't that, even figure out what the I heck what they're, they're doing, doing either. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and I know you travel that spot <laughs> a lot, just that like spot I do all the time because I live Southwest. Um, so I'm not sure what they're doing, but that that's not for me to decide. Right. Obviously, they higher powers than me have decided that needs work. So. They've shut down the the lane. There's two lanes shut down, and then they opened up the shoulder to make it a lane, and then they have the the lane one open Correct. as well. So as you as you travel along that, I, I think really it's they they put a lot of effort into making sure that those are safe highways still during construction. However, I think you know maybe someone will probably put eyes on this, but when you say major crash, uh, to, for me it wasn't major. Um, this was a straight just accident. It wasn't an accident with injury that I knew anything critical. So to me, anything with a critical injury is a major accident. When I look at accidents like this, normally they involve people not paying attention or people trying to do stuff they shouldn't do, right? That area is under construction. And since I travel that area a lot, um, I, I fa matter of fact, um, I went to Michigan this weekend for the 4th of July holiday. I did Or too. last weekend, I should say. And... It, I traveled that, and I it took me an hour just to get up to the Union Chapel yeah. exit because there were two accidents. Uh, it, it was very frustrating because I'm just trying to leave town. I just want to I want to have relax, and I can't <laughs> relax because you know there's all this traffic backed up. But they were minor, and they were on the side of the road, and it did take up the shoulder road, so mm -hmm. it was only one lane open. So you have one lane for all these cars going through. And really, when you take into account how many cars travel on 69 at any given day, on any given day, having an accident 
Three accidents in three days isn't that bad. But it's in, in the same spot. Correct. In the same spot. So what does that tell us? Right. It tells us that there's a spot that we all need to be aware of. And we all know what it is because we all I see Facebook posts and people complaining and all oh, this yeah. stuff. Right. So everybody knows where the spot is. Maybe we should take a little extra care. And I don't know. I'm not a traffic engineer, so I can't go out there and say, oh, yeah, this is dangerous. But three accidents over three days in the same spot, I think someone probably will probably put eyes on that. But it doesn't negate the fact that we are completely distracted, impatient, aggressive drivers. And I've seen it because as I'm pulled into the lane, which is taking a longer time because, you know, the the left lane closes at one point, you have to merge over. I see people whizzing by me. Right? I'm like, where are you going? You're going to have to get over. Right. But they don't want to get over where I'm getting over. They want to get over up top because they want to be five cars ahead of uh-huh, me. Uh-huh. Right. And then they just veer off and push into people aggressively. Is that the way to be behave on the roadway? So I, I think maybe it's a kind of a twofold issue here. I think sometimes we're driving more aggressively than we should be, impatiently, distracted, so many things going on. And then we have all this construction that needs to happen and there's just no way around it. I mean, what do we do? I think that's, for me, one of my biggest frustrations, though, because I've had some conversations about this particular construction with some state representatives out at our state house, um, particularly um, State Representative Bob Morris. He actually sits on the Construction Transportation Committee. I'm botching the name of it. But basically, okay. it has to do with transportation. And he sat on that committee for well over a decade. So I thought, I'm going to call up Bob about this. And I, I feel like, Sophia, I'm not putting words in your mouth here, <laughs> but I, I'm feeling like I'm hearing the same message from both of you and from, again, a lot of other um, officials and leaders around the city that it's basically, aka, the driver's fault. And again, we need to slow down, pay attention. That's a dicey area. And while, of course, I do agree with that, as your normal, just, again, resident, citizen, whatever, I'm like, come on. Like, it's the same spot three days in a row. And I don't know. I know you know the area, but I don't know if our listeners know it that well. I mean, you said it that they're using a shoulder as a lane. And underneath, there's an overpass there around this spot. I mean, it is. It's tight. It's narrow. So I was trying to come up with some solutions to this problem because I'm a firm believer and don't present a problem unless right. you have three solutions. I don't really have many solutions other than, I mean, what about what about overnight construction? Would that be an option? Like, you know, 5P to 5A is when the construction's happening. I would say that would help if it was a, it was a road in the city. Where you don't have, because they have concrete barricades blocking those lanes. So there's two lanes that are open and it's blocked with the construction area, is blocked with concrete barricades. Oh, yeah, barricades. I see what you're saying, yeah. So there's no way that that would affect then the two lanes that are being traveled. Mm-hmm. Um, so that to me, that probably wouldn't be, I love that idea, though. I've seen other cities do it. You know, you're traveling, you know, going on a... <clears throat> vacation and you're traveling at night and you see all this construction yeah. and I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. You know, you're outside of... It is. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, you're yeah. outside of, you know, uh, rush hour traffic and mm-hmm. just normal traffic during the day, which seems to be really heightened because everybody's awake during the day. Very few, or a lot of few people are awake in the evening. But that would be something I would think the city would consider if it were um, happening in a city street. But the interstate, I don't think that that would alleviate any of those problems there. What about, okay, this is another solution that someone had thrown out. We were talking about it. And I don't know how this works, so maybe you can shed some light on this, actually. What about hiring Fort Wayne Police Police Department, the FWPD? I don't know. Can you come out then and set up 
like traffic stops, like monitor speeders through there? So generally, that that is what happens. Um, I've seen state police working in conjunction with INDOT, and that would be the that would be the department that would work with INDOT because they're a state-run. But who who facility. seeks that out then? Does INDOT have to seek out the ISP to do yes. that, or does ISP can they come in and be like, yo? Yes, We've because INDOT issues. would have to pay for that officer to be there. I see. So when you have inside city construction, you have you have some of these construction companies do pay officers to sit there. Um, at the construction zone with their lights on to make people aware to, for the safety of their people working. So it's so it's a great idea. I think people always slow down when there's a police officer around. But then again, you know, this is for self-responsibility, right? Does it have to be an officer there with his lights on for you to slow down? It shouldn't have to happen. I Okay, I hear you. It you know, shouldn't have I to know, happen. And that's but what, it does. You know, I get that's it. what I said to Bob. I'm like, well, it's easy to say slow down. Of course, we can all agree that's probably the best solution to the problem. But it's just not the reality. The reality is people, you said it, people are aggressive. They're in a hurry. They're just trying to get to where they want to go. Yeah, but that's not the fault of then the state who's doing the construction zone. That's the fault of the driver. And and if I would have known we were doing this show, I would have gone back <laughs> told you. and looked at what the, uh, what, what the fault was at the time. Because we do list that. If it, we have to list, if there's a construction zone, we list where it is, where the barrels are, all that stuff in our traffic accident reports. So we have to list all that stuff, and, but we also take statements from the drivers, and, and I think one of them was like four car accident. Um, so it does take some time then to get that cleaned up. Well, that's okay. That leads me to my next question too. And this is again where I kind of go back to the, my initial question of when does it become kind of a public safety hazard? Um, simply because I was sitting in, in the one crash and I was there for about, I, I had, and I only know this because I had placed a phone call Right when I came to a stop and I, I, I called my husband, I said, hey, I'm probably going to be late. There appears to be a crash here. And so that's the only reason I was able to backtrack how long I'd been sitting there because I'd placed that phone call. So yeah. it's actually an hour and 32 minutes to be exact. Yeah. And, and that's a long time. That is a long time. I had a friend of mine who sat then the following day in the same crash there for, he told me an hour and 45 minutes. I obviously can't track that. I'm just going off of what he told me. So at what point, I mean, to me, that seems like a really long time. And that's why I use the words initially major crashes. Yeah. So I, I will say this and not knowing any of these crashes, because I have not investigated any of them. I put you so, on the spot this morning. Yes, I know. So I know. The spot, but I will say this. So when there's a crash in, and if it's a major crash, critical or not, we have to hold the scene. We have to hold the scene until our fact team can get there. And the county has a fact team. We have a fact team. State police have a fact team. So anytime there's a critical accident, there's a whole group of officers that come out and they have to take very detailed measurements of everything around that. We get our drones in the air, take measurements from the air. We have to measure tire depth, all that stuff at the scene. So that's what takes those scenes a lot longer. And Believe me, we do not want to hold up 69 any more than we have to, but we also have a job to do. And we have to, because if this case turns criminal, we're going to need that evidence um, in, in the event that it does. Um, and a lot of times the civil people will use that evidence that we collect as well during a civil trial. Now, having said that, if the accident is no injury, everyone maybe just has a bump on their head and, oh, I don't need a medic or has send me one, but I'm not going to go to the hospital. Those sometimes can be cleaned up a lot faster depending on the drivability of the vehicle. So if the vehicle's got an axle that's broke and it's sitting there, there's no way we can drive it off and get it cleared off. We have to wait for a tow truck to come. And they're coming from wherever it is they're coming from. And sometimes even they have to get through traffic themselves. Sometimes it takes them in a little extra time. 
Where sometimes there's an additional holdup is if it's an elderly or younger uh, toddler or child and they're a condition, what we would call a B, we still hold that scene because a lot of times those injuries go critical once they reach the hospital. Hmm. And we hold those in case that they do. Once we get clearance from the hospital, nope, they're good. Then we get that stuff cleaned up. And and a lot of times we're taking measures. So, so hold on, before. you. So let's say let's say it's a toddler in B condition. Yeah, they're taken to the hospital, right? Yeah. You're still at the scene. The fact team is still there holding it. No, they, no they're not even right. called yet. We're holding it even... as officers just in case it goes critical. And if it goes critical, then we have to page oh, them out. Wow. And that's going to take additional time. So I don't. I don't. None of these were because I get. I'm on the paging system because I'm a commander, so I get all the pages. None of them were an accident like that. None of them were critical where the fact team was paged out. So these, I'm assuming there were four cars involved. You're going to need at least two tow trucks, yeah. maybe three, depending on the kind of tow truck that gets sent. So it's just going to take time. They have to get through traffic, through the entire city, to where they are, get pulled up, loaded up, got get out of there. It's going to take some time. And that's where I think people feel the most frustration is when they're sitting and don't know what's going yeah. on. Yeah, I was fortunate in my scenario. I, like I said, I had called my husband and I ended up calling him multiple times while sitting there. I was trying to pick up my daughter from daycare and we're actually charged $5 for every five minutes that we are oh. late. It's pretty much a dollar per minute essentially ouch. is what it is. Yeah, yeah, ouch. So I'm like, what are the odds that you can leave work early and go get our child because I'm not going to make it and we're going to be charged 25, 30, whatever it was oh, you going to be. Kayla. Yeah, I should have called you to get your lights on. <laughs> but but I sat there and yes, in comparison, and again, I didn't know the crash status either. So I tried to be really mindful of that, that it could be something really horrific up there. And what if that was my family? Or, you know, I always yeah. do try to be mindful of that. But then at the same time, I'm thinking about, okay, there's my scenario. I'm lucky I can call my husband. We got it taken care of. He did end up going to get her and yeah. I still sat there in the construction or in the in the crash zone. But I got to thinking about what if someone right now was in one of these vehicles in labor trying to get to the hospital or again, trying to get to a, someone to, to visit someone who's dying in a nursing home. I don't know. Like they, if they truly had somewhere they absolutely needed to be. Is there anything they can do? Well, I mean, if you're in a medical emergency like labor or something like that, I would assume you would call 911 and say, hey, I'm in this traffic. I'm in labor here. I don't know. You, I hear about, you hear about women, though, giving birth in the backseat of a car. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but I, I'm, I'm assuming they're not in standstill traffic yeah. at the time. Right. So it, so we'll get to you if, if that's the case. We, You know, there's grass we can drive on. We have four-wheel drives. Yeah. Well, we'll get to you. And then we can, we can actually drive on the construction area. You can as civilians, but we couldn't in an emergency. So we'll get to you if that's the case. Um, and I know people are making them late for dinner reservations and all this kind of stuff. Just call the place you're ahead. ahead. And sometimes plans are ruined. But you know what? It could well, be you like in that accident. And that's like I said, try to be mindful of. Yeah, it could be you in that you know. accident. There's people losing their lives daily. Just be grateful that you get the opportunity to be stuck in traffic instead of six feet under mm -hmm. in the ground or without a vehicle or, you know, with bumps and bruises from an accident. Right, right. And I know that sounds like, oh, she's just brushing it off. But but in reality, what is the bigger picture here? That is the reality. And that's like, well, that's like I said, I, I sat there and I, I had to keep reminding I know. myself And it's hard because I get angry too. Yep. I'm sitting there. Yep. I'm like, just go. <laughs> What's going on? What's the normal? And I'm putting you on the spot again because you didn't know we were doing this show today, uh, this topic. What is the, do you have an average time that it takes to clear a crash zone it depends it just, it just, it just depends. really depends okay. yeah every accident is different normally we can get them cleaned up if we have to call a tow truck normally we can get them cleaned up in probably 20 to 30 minutes because 
you know, we're really relying on how long it takes the truck, tow truck to get, to get there. there. And if it's a busy day with lots of accidents, there's only cer- a certain amount of tow trucks. And they're coming they, from all, all over. over the city yeah. They ha- in the county. So it's... It's it's hard yeah. um, for them, but then they they really do a good job. Those guys are pretty fast in loading those cars well, up and getting them out of there. I feel like there. most crash scenes that I've been in that I have to, to have to wait in, I usually do find them cleared within 20, 30 minutes. That's yeah. why I think I was so taken back that there was multiple back to back day crashes where folks were waiting well over an hour for the scenes to be. Yeah, cleared. now I know one of those crashes was like a four vehicle yeah, crash, was. and I think the other one was a three vehicle yep. crash. So. You know, again, you're waiting on multiple tow trucks, yeah. and are they available? Or well, and you are made a good point. At that point, off? you need more than one tow truck. You're yeah, and just... they do. They have multiple tow trucks, but at the same time, there's multiple accidents happening all over the city. What's it's not the, just that area. What's the standard for? I mean, obviously, I-69. It's a highway. Uh, construction's underway by Indot. But yet it's still city jurisdiction, so FWPD is called. When is it that, you know, ISP would be called or how does that work? So a lot of times, so they don't have a heavy presence here in Allen County at times. Sometimes they're they're running short, just like everybody else. Um, so they don't have a real heavy presence in, in Fort Wayne area because they know we're here. They know the county's I just here. didn't know with like construction, if that changes anything. <clears throat> it does not. Okay. No, they're just reliant on manpower. And a lot of times, you know, we'll call them, hey, there's a, and normally they will take all the interstate accidents. Thank God, because those are just a nightmare to do. Yeah, um, and they're really good at it because they do it all the time. I don't do interstate accidents all the time, so you know, got to do mile markers and all this kind of stuff in your report. So they're really good at doing. They can do them really fast. I can do a city crash in like five minutes, right? Because that's what you're. Because that's to what I'm used yeah. to. So it takes me a little longer for the interstate ones. Um, and they will do those, um, and they monitor our our radio system. They have a separate radio system, but they do monitor our channels all the time, our computer runs and stuff. We can we can log in to see all the runs, and they can do the same. So uh, they're really good at that if they're available. But a lot of times they're just not, yeah. and it's quicker for us just to, go and for do you them. guys to get there. Yep. Just gotcha, and get it cleared location. up. Yeah. Now, be honest. Are, are you and a lot of your colleagues talking about some of this construction in these crashes as well? Not so much this just general area, but I think overall this whole year we've had a massive increase in accidents yeah. and uh, fatal accidents. I think we're on number 19 yeah, and it's, it's only July. Yeah. So we haven't even hit the the height of summer with, with, with motorcycles either because those are very prevalent accidents. And those are the ones that are usually critical because um, even if... Hopefully you're wearing a helmet. Um, you still can have major injuries from that that would cause us to to probably call out our fact team. But if you're not wearing a helmet and you're driving a motorcycle, God be with you because I have not seen many a uh, motorcycle accident with someone not wearing a helmet that hasn't been a catastrophe. Oh wow! Yeah, no, I would never get on a motorcycle without one. Yeah, me either. I, I would be reluctant to get on a motorcycle at all <laughs> yeah i mean i would probably but maybe get on one i suppose maybe, i don't know yeah, but i'd like have very, the shin guards the elbow very guards. skilled driver the bubble wrap <laughs> yeah right okay um got like five minutes here okay so last and final tips when it's coming you know when it comes to driving through construction dealing with construction because like you said we're, we're not even really halfway through summer yet and yeah. it's already really challenging to get from point A to point B. It is, um, especially here in the city. Especially here in the city. Um, I don't know why multiple projects happen at once, and then I don't see anybody working on something for like a day or it two. It might and be then the I most frustrating thing, like, especially with that 69 <sighs> section that we're talking about, too. Yeah. They've got such a large portion of it shut down. I'm like, you, you cannot tell me you've got enough members out there 
to work on that entire stretch that you have blocked. Yeah. I know you don't. I know. I know you don't. But I think getting those concrete barriers out there is real pain. So I suppose doing it in the long stretch probably is more beneficial. But I'm talking like city work, too. It's like, okay, I see them. You haven't worked on this project for like a week. Why is it still Still here? Coned off. Yep. You know, so that's the frustrating part for me. But here's what I'll tell people is just slow down. You will get there. Give yourself some extra time. It's summer. Enjoy the sunshine. Enjoy the nice weather. I mean, we really have had really nice weather up until this like little stretch of heat and humidity that we've had. Um, but enjoy that time. Enjoy your moment. A really nice podcast. Enjoy yes, Unholstered. Enjoy Download enjoy the latest episode of Unholstered. <laughs> yeah, just slow down. I mean, I know it says, you know, slowing down to 55 in, from the 70, but really... Ideally, slow down even more. Let people that's the, in. Um, that's a really good point, Sophia. You just said it. I mean, people are flying on 69, are. 80. Dare I say, some people probably going 90 on 69. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. And then, yes. We're, I might be one of them. Yeah, you no, are probably I, I one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I am not one of them. I, I'm like a five over the speed limit kind okay. of gal. Um, but, but regardless, I know people are flying. I see them flying by me. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that they... Are yeah, I'm going like 82 yeah. and they're flying yes. by when I'm standing still. I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you made a good point. They're going 80, 90 miles per hour and they're like, well, I am slowing down. Well, yeah. you're slowing down to 60, 70 miles per hour. Yeah, and it's still too fast yeah. for the construction zone. I mean, slowing down doesn't mean you're now going the speed limit. What's of the what recommended the, speed limit in a construction zone? Um, it, I think it's usually marked at 55, is it? Which, okay. is which is still fast. fast. Yeah. I mean, and it doesn't seem fast because we're so used to the 70, 65, 70. 55 seems really slow. But I'm telling you, when you're standing there and those cars are, you know, is mm-hmm. they're breezing past you, man, 55 is no joke. No, no joke. I don't want to get hit. I do not want to die like that. No. For sure. No. Um, and, you know, and we've had, tragically, we've had two officers run down, um, two Indiana State Troopers run down and killed in the line of duty here in, the, in a month. Yeah, just recently. Um, from Yeah, from being run over after deploying stop sticks. And then we had another one that was shot and killed in Tell City, a female officer with over 20 years on. So we've had a lot of um, death. And I just want to kind of shout out to them and their families and my condolences to, to all of them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so 55, recommended speed limit. Or slower. Or slower, or I was slower. just going to say, even than that. Yeah, and, and when you think about the amount of cars that are going on 69, you know, three accidents in the grand scheme of things isn't a lot. I, I know it's at the same point. I get it. Um, but in the grand scheme of think of how many cars are traveled on that road and we don't have any problems, right? So just, everyone, just slow down a little bit, especially through those construction zones, since we know they're a hot spot for accidents. Well, allow me to just say, I, I applaud you, Sophia, because you walked in here today. We had a completely different topic that we were supposed to be discussing. <laughs> you threw me And I did. I was like, nope, we have to talk about this I-69 hot spot of construction. It's all anybody seems to want to talk about. You said it. Facebook, you see people left and right. That's yeah. just constantly complaining. That and trains. Trains are also really Oh, big. train. Uh, don't even get me started yeah. on the people in New Haven. That's <laughs> a whole other topic for a whole different show. If yeah. you've missed any previous episodes of Unholstered, you can download the Unholstered podcast anywhere you download a podcast. Your town, your team, your topics. This is Unholstered. Thanks for listening to Unholstered. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen. And remember, you can listen every Saturday morning at 1030 on WoWo 1190 and 1075 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.